Thank you for coming to the podcast. This is Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com. I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland, joined as always by my co-host Shockwave Dave Tremonte, and we have got an exciting show lined up for you guys today. UFC 240 is right around the corner. That's right, UFC 240 this weekend. We're going to see Max Holloway fighting Frankie Edgar, and we are going to be previewing that as well as some of our other favorite fights on the fight card a little bit later on in the show. But first, we're actually going to break down one of those fights with a guest that we don't get very often, or a type of guest we don't get very often, two-time Olympic gold medalist, eat your heart out, Henry Sudo, two-time Olympic gold medalist, Darren Williams stops by to talk Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar, as well as how he dipped his toes into the world of MMA. Plus, we'll be talking to Jeff Neal about his main card fight, and we'll be going all around the league talking about the fastest fight news on the planet, John Jones doing crazy stuff, Greg Hardy, Leon Edwards, all that kind of nonsense in the news world. And, of course, our combat countdown. We are going to count down our five favorite dream crossover athletes that we'd love to see in MMA or would have loved to see in MMA. But before we get to any and all of that amazing content, i got to remind you that this episode is brought to you by ADK Fightwear. Go to ADKFightwear.com, use promo code TURTLE, T-U-R-T-L-E, all lowercase, and you're going to get 20% off some high-quality, very inexpensive jujitsu gear. Look, I'm a jujitsu guy, and if you go online, you look at any of the providers out there, any of the people you can get jujitsu gear from, you're going to find either low-quality stuff at a cheap price or high-quality stuff that is so expensive that you can't possibly afford all of what you need for jujitsu. ADK Fightwear is trying to help you out because they've got stuff that is not going to break the bank. You can get a rash guard on their website using our promo code for just 16 bucks. That's right, 16 bucks for a rash guard. Where else are you going to find something like that? Plus, they got geese, t-shirts, spats, whatever else you need. ADKFightwear.com. Make sure to check them out. ADK Fightwear brings you this episode of Top Turtle MMA Podcast, and it starts right now. This is Daniel Gumby Freeman with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to somebody we don't typically get to talk to, uh, two-time gold medalist, three-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA, All-American, and most importantly to us, a big MMA fan, and that's Darren Williams. So Darren, uh, I want to first start by asking how long you've been a fan of MMA. I've been a fan of MMA for a long time, Um, you know. I don't know when, when exactly was I started, you know, watching avidly. Um, but I've just always been a fan of MMA. You know, my first sport was actually wrestling. Um, I wrestled from when I was five till eighth grade until I had to stop because, you know, in high school, it's the same season as basketball. So I had to make a choice at that, at that point. And at that point in my life, I felt like basketball was a better, better option. Uh, and so I chose basketball, but, you know, so I've always been, you know, a MMA fan just because a lot of it was, you know, wrestling-based, you know, especially back in the day watching, uh, you know, uh, Randy Couture, Ken Shamrock, you know, guys like that. And, um, you know, that's kind of what got me started on it. And now I just, I just, it just is involved. I love jiu-jitsu. I love striking. I love, you know, every aspect of, of fighting in, in MMA. Well, and, and now that you're out of the NBA too, do, do you go back to training? Are, are you wrestling again? Are you striking again? Uh, of course, man. You know, I, I'm part owner of Fortis MMA um, in Dallas, and so 
Uh, I definitely train a lot there. Um, and I live in, in Park City, Utah in the summertime. And so when I'm out here, I'm friends with Ramsey Nitchum and uh, Steven Seiler, Josh Berkman, uh, Sean O'Connell. And so I, I, I try to train with some of those guys when I'm out here in Utah and, um, you know, go get some work in. Well, and that, that's what I was going to ask, too. So, obviously, you know, like you said, you're part owner of Fortis MMA. How did you go from just being big MMA fan to wanting to be involved in an ownership capacity? Well, um, when I moved, when I, I'm from Dallas originally, uh, and when I, when I went back to play for the Mavs uh, in 2015, um, one, of my, one of my assistant coaches, Jamal Mosley, uh, is a jiu-jitsu guy. And so he knew... You know, we had, we had definitely talked about, you know, our love for MMA and jiu-jitsu and all that. And so uh, he was like, you should come do a private with me um, with this with this, this coach I've been working with. So uh, I went with him. Uh, he was working out of Octagon at the time, and it was Safe Saud, who is, is now my business partner at Fortis. And I started, you know, doing privates with him. And, you know, just for, just for the love of it, just for the workout, um, you know, just to train. And at the time, he was, uh, I didn't know it, but he was working on opening Fortis. And so after, you know, uh, you know, a couple times, it's probably, it's probably uh, you know, six months of training with him on the regular, you know, and we became friends, you know, he was like, let me show you something. And so he took me over to Fortis. Um, and this is before, you know, I don't, we didn't, they didn't have any mats down. You know, still working on the finishes, the bathrooms and stuff like that. But you could definitely see the space coming together. And I knew, you know, how good of a coach he was. And I knew I had gotten to know some of the fighters um, at that time. And I was like, man, how can I be a part of this? And so uh, that's kind of how it started. And, and now here I am. That, that's awesome. Now, I have to ask, too, you know, obviously, like you said, you live part of the time out in Utah how uh, involved are you in the day-to-day of what they do? Is it more of just you're like the silent partner, or do you try to actually, uh, you know, have a little bit more of a hand in it? Well, you know, so, you know, Safe is the best in the business, man. And so I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go and step on his toes in any, any way, shape, or form. You know, but we talk a lot, you know, and he asks advice and, you know, we, we talk about the business a lot and, and about what guys are doing and what's up next and things like that. But, you know, I'll leave, I'll leave that up to him um, to, to run the business because that's what he does. You know, he, this is his world. This is his life. Um, and so that aspect, I'm kind of silent. But, you know, uh, I, like I train with all the guys. Um, you know, we got a lot of 205ers that are monsters, and so I get to train with them, you know, Kennedy and Dechuku. Uh, Alonzo Minifield, Ryan Spann, and, you know, even some of the lighter guys. I've trained with all of them. Um, and then, you know, I'm the guy that when we have fights, when there's fights on that everybody wants to watch, if some of our guys are fighting, I'll have the fight parties at my house. And so, you know, I've gotten to know, you know, all our all our athletes, all our fighters, man. And so, you know, that's where I'm more involved at. That, that's awesome, too. And, and I assume that the fighters really dig, you know, going to your place for the, the fights. Is that something you did while you were in the NBA too? Did you watch uh, the fights with teammates who were also interested? Yeah, I did. You know, it was, it's funny because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of basketball players that are really into it, man. You know, I was just with J.R. Smith the other day, and we we're talking about it. he's a big boxing fan, and I was talking about MMA. He's like, man, I just can't watch it, man. He's like, it's, it's like a lot of people say it's too brutal or it's too, you know, I guess the, you know because it's a lot easier to get cut wearing four ounce gloves than it is wearing ten. 10-ounce gloves, and so, 
Um, I guess that's what people can't handle. Can't handle the, the elbows, the kicks, or whatever. I don't know what it is. I love it. Um, I think it's, it's definitely more entertaining than boxing, even though I watch boxing as well. Um, but I, I tried to have, uh, you know, I had a lot of fight parties. I would invite guys over who were interested or, you know, who, and I've actually gotten a lot of guys interested, I think, by, you know, having the, the fight parties. That's awesome. Now, I wanted to ask, too, you know, you said you have people over your house uh, to watch the fights. Do you get a chance to go to the fights all that often? You know, you usually see a couple of celebrities sitting cage side that the UFC pans to them with a, a little nod to them. But, you know, I, I'm not sure I've seen yeah. you, you cage side all that often. No, so I, I have been. I've, you know, I, I, I went to the one the ones lately in Texas. So I went to Dallas. I went to uh, Austin. Um I've been to one. Where else have I been? I've been to one in uh, in Boston years ago. For me, I just I honestly I enjoy watching from home, man. I I like hearing Joe Rogan. I like hearing Dominic talk. I like hearing uh, Daniel. Um, you know, I like hearing you know Michael Bisping, all the guys. I like hearing the, the analysis. I like hearing I like hearing that aspect, and I also like being able to see everything. You know, when you go and you sit, you sit. K side, man, I'm freaking cameramen are in the way, cage is in the way, and so it's cool, it's a great atmosphere, and I need to start going more, honestly, but I just love watching from home. Well, you, you've got a big fight to watch from home coming up soon. Your guy, Jeff Neal, who, who was previously ranked yeah. at welterweight in, uh, at, at number 15, he's going to be fighting Nico Price on the pay-per-view card of UFC 240. Yep. Uh, I assume you're going to be yep. having a big watch party wherever that is. And, and what's sort of your thoughts on that fight? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be watching. I'll be in Utah for that one. Um, yeah, I, I, Jeff is one of the best. He's one of the best 170ers in the world, man. And, uh, you know, his time is coming. You know, like you said, he was previously ranked. He fell out of the rankings, because I guess, because of inactivity, even though he's, I mean, he's been trying to get fights <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. But, uh you know, this is another test for him. You know, uh, Nico Price is definitely a veteran guy, uh, but I, I don't see Nico being able to handle just stand-up um, at all. And so I, I, I'm expecting a finish. All right, well, you heard it here first, folks. Finish for Jeff Neal. Now, I wanted to ask, too, about the main event of that card, too, because it's a fun main event, and you would be in a big fight fan. You know, you got Max Holloway coming off his uh, his chance at becoming champ-champ and failing, sort of, yep. uh, and defending his 145 title against Frankie Edgar, the former 155-pound champ. What are your thoughts on that fight? You had to, you had to ask me about that one. <laughs> had to. I'm, I'm actually friends with Frankie. Uh, I got to know him a little bit when I was uh, when I was with the Nets. He came and played in my dodgeball tournament. You know, we kept kept in contact off and on, just, you know, through text and stuff like that. Um, and and I'm, I'm a big fan of his, but I'm also a big, a big Max Holloway fan. And, uh, <laughs> I, I I would have to go with Max in that fight, man. Just just going off, even just going off of of, of the way all three times and how easily you know Max beat beat Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I just think Max is too much. His footwork, his striking, uh, his movement, his pace. Even though even though Frankie can you know has cardio for days. That pace, that, that pace, and that pressure that Matt, Max puts on people is just so tough to deal with uh, that I don't see, I don't see any way that Frankie can get him out of there. 
All right, so I'm going to ask you about one more main event we got coming up soon. Daniel Cormier is going to be fighting Stipe Miocic in a rematch of their original fight. Who you got in that one? Yep. Man, you know, that's tough. Um, I, honestly, I had Stipe winning the first one, and I was totally shocked when when DC knocked him out. Um, I also think... You know, I also think that it was like a... You know, kind of a, not a fluke punch, but it was just like, he just caught him just perfectly. Because it didn't look like it was, was a whole lot behind it. They just caught him, caught him right. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and say Stipe's gonna win this one, man. I think he's been, he's had a lot of time to sit there and just have it fester, have it stew. He's been trying to get this fight for a while. He, he hasn't took any other fights because he wanted that rematch. He wanted his belt back. So I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with, uh, Stipe in this one. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple of last-second questions here, just an either-or situation, sort of. So, what is more likely that we see? You on a basketball court again in some capacity, or you in a grappling contest at some capacity? Me in a grappling contest. All right. How about, uh, what are we uh, more likely to see? You behind the desk uh, analyzing fighting, or you behind the desk analyzing basketball? Fighting. Wow. All right. So, well, if you need a place to start, we definitely have got room for you anytime you want to come on and talk fights because we can tell you're obviously very knowledgeable. Darren, thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. All right, man. I would love to, man. I'll take you up on that for sure. I appreciate you guys having me. This is Daniel Gumby Vreeland with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to Jeff Neal, who fights Nico Price at UFC 240 this weekend, only on pay-per-view. So, Jeff, uh, I want to start by talking about something your coach, Save Saud, said earlier in the year, which is he said that the year is a complete failure or a disappointment if you end the year without a number next to your name. Now, you had a number next to your name really recently, but sort of lost it with people coming into the division like Ben Askren or Anthony Pettis. How important is it for you to get that back in as soon as possible? Um, it's really, what's really important here is just uh, getting the win. You know, like I'm the number, yeah, that's the thing, but that will come just by me winning. So the only important thing to me right now is winning the next fight and moving forward. Yeah, and so, you know, it, it is important, obviously, to be winning the fight. And let's talk a little bit about the fight. You're fighting Nico Price. A, a lot of people thought mm-hmm. you were going to get a ranked opponent coming off of, you know, the, the victories you've had, especially in the, the ways that you've had those victories. What was your sort of thought when they offered you Nico Price? Um, I, I did think I, did think I was going to get a ranked opponent, but uh, this, the, the, the Nico Price fight is a uh, good progression, you know what I mean? I fought Bilal Muhammad. It was my just my only my third fight in the UFC, so... Uh, I still think I need a bit of more uh, seasoning before I get into the uh, deep waters of the welterweight division. And you said it was a good progression. What what about the progression is good for you? Do, you? do you like his style, or do you just think he's that next person in line to the top 15 or to the top of the division? He, he, he is, His style and that he is the next person in line. Uh, it, he's, a, he's a tough opponent. Uh, he has a strong hand and stuff, so it, it's really a, a different style of a fight, too. So it, it's a good fight for me. To, to move up to the next level. Absolutely. And in addition to that, too, it's also a great spot in the card, too. UFC 240, which is being headlined by Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar. Then you got Cyborg fighting Felicia Spencer on the second fight. Right now, you're listed as the third fight to the top. What, what are sort of your thoughts on being that highly touted? I'm actually honored about that. That, that. I didn't I didn't see that happening. I thought I was going to be on, like, the prelims, probably, like, the last fight in the prelims. But they threw me on the uh, main card on the uh, pay-per-view. 
my fourth fight, and uh, it couldn't get any better than that. Yeah, it definitely can't get any better than that. Now, I wanted to ask you a question, too, about the main card itself, because it's an exciting main card. W- what do you sort of think about the main event in this one? Well, the main event is it's going to be pretty good. Um, I've, I've, I have a feeling Mike Fowler is going to take it in the second, but uh, I'm rooting for Frankie. You know, I always go for the underdog in fights like that, so I'm hoping Frankie uh, pulls out something spectacular. All right. Now, I want to add something, because earlier on in this episode, we talked to Darren Williams, who who co-owns Fortis MMA, one of the fastest rising teams, your team here, uh, and, and he, he was highly touting you. He said you were a killer and an absolute beast, but he also said that he trains a little bit in the gym, too. Give us a little bit of a scouting report on what Darren looks like when he's training with you guys. Oh, Darren, man, he's surprisingly good. Like, he doesn't he doesn't uh, train MMA full-time, but when he comes in, he's always a tough person to deal with. He's explosive and strong. I mean, I guess that's because he's a lifelong athlete, so he does have some kind of talent there, you know. But he, he's, he's pretty solid. All right. Now, I, I want to end this uh, by talking a little bit about your division right now. Because as I said, there were some people who sort of jumped into your division and bumped you down out of the top 15. And while that's not a priority, it, it certainly makes the pecking order at the top of the division or getting to the top of the division a little bit tricky. What are you, sort of your thoughts on some of those people who jumped right in, like you know Ben Askren or Anthony Pettis, and going right into a top 10 ranking? I mean, this it, it's, it's, it's a business. You know, I mean, they they have a they have names behind them to get a shot at these dudes in the top 15. And both uh, Ben Askren and Anthony Pettis, they uh they got their shot at somebody in the top 15. And they won their fight, so rightfully so, they should be in the in the top 15. So can't really complain about it. That's just the way the sport the way the sport is. Does it make you feel any pressure to to go out there and do more interviews or or you know talk more trash or or sort of step outside of your comfort zone to try to get one of those fights for yourself? No pressure. The thing, everything will come when it's supposed to come. I'm not going to rush it and start talking trash and just to get a fight. You know, if, if I just keep knocking people out, I'll get exactly what I want to get. Well, that's certainly a good mentality to have. Now, before we let you go, I did want to ask you real quick for a prediction on how this goes with Nico Price. You said before, he's got heavy hands. It's going to be a fun fight. Uh, how do you see this one ending? Um, it, it, that, this fight's either going to be ended in the first round or it's going to be a three-round battle. I, I really, to be honest, I really don't see it going out of the second round just because of our both of our styles. Uh, we're going to lay it out on the line, and we're going to see who's going to be the better man that night. All right, well, we're certainly looking forward to it. Once again, this is Jeff Neal, who fights Nico Price at UFC 240 this weekend. Jeff, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, sir. And those interviews with Darren Williams and Jeff Neal are brought to you by Maroon Social. M-A-R-U-N-E, Maroon Social, is the one and only app for your smartphone that allows you to track your BJJ progress. Wait, what's that? It's not just for BJJ users anymore. That's right. Maroon Social has expanded and now is the one and only social media app for you to be able to track your progress in whatever martial art you do. Whether it's wrestling, judo, Muay Thai, boxing, kickboxing, they've got them all on there. Check them out. Maroon Social, wherever you download apps, go and download their app, set up your profile with your belt level, your home gym, and start logging those 
training sessions so that you can stay on top of how often you're training and get updates about how often you should be training and maybe check month-to-month progression. It is the definitely the best way out there to make sure you're making the progress that you want to make. Now, let's head back to the show. I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland, joined as always by Shockwave Dave Tremonte. Dave, what do you think of the fact that this former All-Star still mixes it up with all of those killers over at Fortis MMA? TBH, I think it's awesome when a former top five NBA draft pick has dedicated his time, his resources, and his interest into MMA, and you can't argue with the success that uh, Fortis has had with him. No, I, I don't think you could argue it with all at all. And and I think what he said too about Save Saud being, you know, like a genius of the sport and sort of, you know, letting Save Saud do what he does best while also supporting him and helping him out on the business side of things. I mean, I love I love it. It's a it's a perfect situation for those two. It'd be interesting to see uh, more athletes get into MMA. I mean, obviously, we have a combat countdown coming up that talks about actually physically getting into MMA, a little spoiler preview right there, but also just seeing them because we all know a lot of these guys are tired. Maybe they're looking for a new hobby. They have the free money, and they could invest and make some of these gyms, um, you know, maybe uh, just more resourceful and plentiful with their resources. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that that's a really smart idea too, is that like sort of uh, whether or not they're looking to get their money back on it or whether or not they, they just really want to do it for the love of the sport. There's a lot of former athletes who love MMA. I'd, I'd love to see more of exactly what Darren is doing. All right. Well, let's get on with our favorite segment on the show. Well, it's tied for our favorite segment on the show. It's fastest fight news. We deliver the news to you in under 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. And there's a lot of news to get to today. Gumby. So, I guess we should start with uh, John Jones might be in a bit of legal trouble. There's a stripper accusing him of, I guess, groping her and putting her in a chokehold. You see John Jones legal trouble and you think you're just in a time warp from, I don't know, 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015, and so on and so on. But here we are again. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's like hard, obviously, to, to comment on it without the details of the case. And but But your first reaction when you see John Jones in legal trouble is like, you don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt anymore, right? We gave him the benefit of the doubt times one, two, three, four, and five. And, and now you certainly don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt until it comes out again. Hopefully, you know, for the for the sake of, you know, all this is, is we get to see him keep fighting. But uh, I, I don't like how it sounds. You know, I've been told, I've been told, I would not know myself. I repeat, I would not know myself, <laughs> but I've been told, been told that there are cameras in strip clubs. So all I'm going to say is, and I do not have a law degree, this should be provable or unprovable. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on, Chris <laughs> Weidman is going to fight Dominic Reyes, uh, headlining Boston uh, in October. There's trash talk that's already started. This is a pretty good matchup, um, at least as far as two names in the division, maybe Reyes even building uh, his name up even more by beating, I guess you could call him, you know, is he a legend, actually? Well, he's certainly a former champion. But uh, what do you make of this matchup, Weidman and Reyes? I think this is a really smart matchmaking by the UFC for a couple of reasons. Number one is Dominic Reyes has already probably got the resume that is the next most deserving of fighting John Jones at this point. 
And the I think the only thing stopping him is having that like signature win over somebody who's got name recognition. You know, he keep he beat out or uh, uh, Volkan Ozdemir in a very close decision. And you know, like Volkan Ozdemir is a good fighter. He's a top ten fighter. But he doesn't have that name recognition, whereas beating Chris Weidman would instantly give him that boost. Now, on the other hand, if Chris Weidman steps up and beats Dominic Reyes, that also gives you a brand new contender in a fight that is instantly sellable between John Jones and a former champion in Chris Weidman. So in that case, I think it's win-win for the UFC. Well, speaking of name recognition and perhaps sellable, uh, let's talk about Risen this December. It's going to be Rampage Jackson versus Fedor. No, wait, that can't be right. This isn't 2008. This isn't 2010. No, it is right. It's Rampage versus Fedor in 2019 on the eve of 2020. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw this on uh, MixedMartialArts.com on the underground. In, in like, it, it is actually the type of fight that Fedor should be taking now, right? I, I'm not mistaken on this one. It's like Fedor should not be fighting the Ryan Baders of the world anymore who still are, you know, you know, pretty damn close to their athletic prime. If not in their athletic prime, he shouldn't be fighting the Matt Mitriones and he shouldn't be fighting, you know, all those other people who he's fought recently. He should be fighting the Shale Sonnens and Rampage Jacksons who are a little bit past their prime and, and maybe don't care as much as they used to. So this is actually a really smart matchup. And, and I think it's brilliant placement too, because Come on, putting Fedor back in Japan couldn't go better. Uh, speaking of rumored matchups, this one hot off the presses. There is a rumor after eating a brutal flying knee to Jorge Masvidal that there's already talk of Ben Askren getting back in the old octagon and he might be facing submission specialist Damian Maya. What do you think? I like the fight. I don't necessarily like that he's coming back so quick. We talked. We talked right after he got knocked out, and I was sort of hoping he was going to go the Stephen Wonderboy Thompson route, where he was going to take a, a pretty long amount of time off, make sure his brain healed up. And I know he's never been knocked out, so it's not like these have piled up. But neither had Wonderboy, and both of them being really vicious knockouts. I think it's smart to allow yourself some time to recover here, especially when, you know, he's openly admitted he didn't remember anything until he got to the hospital, even though he was walking around and talking to people. I just wish there was more time, but I guess if there's somebody you're going to fight who isn't going to damage your brain, it's Damian Maya. That's a, that is a phenomenal point right there. Uh, Leon Edwards beat RDA over the weekend, UFC on ESPN. It was his eighth win in a row, uh, two finishes in that eight-win streak. Is he deserving of being a top-five UFC welterweight? I think so. When you look at his resume, dude, he is really racking up quite the impressive streak here. I mean, like, I know, like, not a lot of people – are like in love with his style. But the fact of the matter is, is he's been some really big names and he's put together a streak that is now eight fights long, dude, like an eight fight win streak. I mean, we were complaining about Tony Ferguson, not getting a title shot. And it's not like he's beaten bums, right? Like he beat Brian Barberena. He beat Donald Cerrone. He beat Gunnar Nelson, uh, you know, former champion, Rafael Dos Anjos. He beat Vincente Luque, who everybody's talking about is on this like amazing run himself. And like I said, he's on an eight-fight win streak. Do you know who that loss was to eight fights ago? It was to a six-and-one prospect by the name of Kamara Usman. And it was by decision. Mm. So, like, 
his run right now is pretty freaking impressive. So I think he's deserving of it. I mean, like, you know, everybody's talking about Jorge Masvidal being, and I know it's because of the vicious knockouts, Jorge Masvidal being a top five uh, welterweight as well. Jorge Masvidal's resume is not nearly as impressive uh, as far as the length goes for is uh, is Leon Rocky Edwards. I mean, he's got two straight wins. Darren Till and Ben Askren. Before that, he lost to Steven Thompson. Before that, he lost to Demian Maia. Like, I mean, like you were everybody's calling for a title shot from Masvidal. Freaking here comes Leon Edwards, dude. It's been said it's all about the length. Uh, I do agree with you. I mean, this is where the UFC has to decide, is it sport? Is it entertainment? If it is, in fact, sport, then there's no doubt a guy on an eight-fight win streak with wins over a former champion, Donald Cerrone, that's actually a win that both him and Masvidal share, uh, is certainly deserving of a top five. And styles be damned, uh, it's about winning, and that's what he is doing. Uh, Gumby, that about wraps it up for the fastest fight news. Um, although actually, you know what, we should talk about this. Greg Hardy with the, the KO stoppage over Juan Adams over the weekend. Was it early? Was it controversial? What'd you make of this? So I, I'm going to say something that I'm not super happy about. Cause obviously, uh, I, like a lot of the MMA world was pulling for Juan Adams here, uh, for various reasons. Uh, you know, not the least being that he's also a friend of the show, but it was a good stoppage in that he stopped defending himself and the referee yelled, defend yourself, and he didn't change what he was doing. That being said, he also was not out. Like, he was never unconscious, but you just can't take, you know, punches to the face nonstop. It, it sort of reminded me of the Roy Nelson Kimbo slice finish back in tough. Is it, did he like fucking knock Kimbo the hell out? No, he laid on him and gave him, you know, punches to the side of the head that maybe were not hard enough to knock him out. And at the same time, you still got to stop it because, you know, you just can't keep taking punches if he's not going to defend himself. No, exactly. I mean, he was holding on to a single leg. um, So that, you know, certainly shows he wasn't unconscious, but at the same time, he's not making an effort to defend himself. And he's also not advancing. He's not advancing his position either. So to me, and we don't really necessarily know what the verbal cues were or what was being said in the octagon, but to me, that's a pretty clean stoppage when you're not advancing position, you're not defending yourself, and you're getting you know shots raining down on you. Uh, it's a dub, as the kids say. All right, let's move on to our other favorite segment on the show. It's Combat Countdown. Uh, you know, it got us thinking this week. Uh, what about actual, I shouldn't say actual, but what about athletes from the major sports organizations getting involved in MMA? Uh, we, of course, talked to Duran Williams about that, but what about guys or athletes actually crossing over into MMA? And we're not just talking about boxers or, you know, Brock Lesnar, who uh, was an amateur wrestler, but we're talking about basketball, baseball, football, you know, the major sports, hockey. So, we threw it out on our Twitter at Top Turtle MMA. Give us a follow if you're not already. Got some tremendous feedback on this question. What are the top five dream crossovers of pro athletes who could come over to MMA and, you know, wreck shop, bust them up, be a breakout star? 
before we get to that, though, Gumby, I'm curious, does any company sponsor this Combat Countdown? Absolutely. The Combat Countdown is brought to you by Sisu Mouthguards. Head to sisuguard.com for the only mouthguard where you can talk, breathe, and drink all with the mouthguard up in your mouth. It is a feat of science. Tiny perforations in there allow you to breathe without any obstruction, not like those gummy mouth guards you had as a kid. So head on over, sisuguard.com, use promo code TOPTURTLE15, and get 15% off all of your mouth guard purchases. All right, it's the combat countdown. The top five dream crossovers from professional sports, the major sports, mind you. Uh, And we'll start with number five. Got a lot of fans throwing this name out there. And there's, of course, precedent for a big NBA star with a feisty personality coming over into the world of fighting because we saw Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone do it in 1997. But, you know, that was professional wrestling. This, of course, we're talking about is UFC. And we're starting with number five. Ironically enough, someone named Meta World Peace coming into the fighting world. We're on our test. Yeah, I mean, you could say ironically enough, but we also have to remember that back in 2004, uh, Ron Artest in the middle of a fight on the court uh, with Ben Wallace, but then took his his talents uh, took his talents to the stands where he punched a a fan and, and it looked like he maybe slammed the dude's head off of a seat. So uh, I think Ron Artest or Meta World Peace, whatever you prefer to call him here. It's sort of a good pick for multiple reasons, and one is because he's sort of one of those guys uh, who has a lot of aggression, who who's very uh, easily excited, and that could be good in an MMA fight. And also, he's really good at selling himself. A lot of people forget Ron Artest, you know, released a rap album that had P Diddy on it. So like, he's a guy who was able to get himself out in the media and did a good job of that. And that's something that takes you a long way in MMA, as we've seen. It really does. The Conor McGregor route, so to speak. We'll move then to number four. And really, if you're going to take a football player and transition him to MMA, and of course we saw Herschel Walker do it, former running back, freak athlete himself, but you got to look to some of the toughest men on the gridiron, as they say. and You might want to grab a linebacker, so no better a pick is James Harrison. Yeah, I'm picking James Harrison for two reasons. You're right. You know, you want a guy who inflicts a little bit of pain, but also James Harrison sort of also has uh, an affinity for hurting people. And for that reason, you know, obviously, if you're going to have a guy crossover, you want a guy who's big and strong and but you also want a guy who's mean and not afraid to do a little bit of damage. And I think James Harrison is the perfect pick for there. I know honorable mentioned real quick. Some people threw in the name J.J. Watt. Uh, I just like James Harrison's mean streak just a little bit, little bit better than Watt. Um, well, we already stole this line once before, but how about our number three pick, which would be LeBron James, the king, taking his talents to the world of MMA? So the first two are about having a little bit of a mean streak or being able to sell yourself. This one is entirely about his physical gifts. Because if you're thinking of somebody, especially a modern uh, athlete with with better physical gifts. Uh, I, I think the fact is is he's got probably the best physical gifts out of anybody who's ever played any sport. Um, the dude's huge. The dude's athletic. The dude's fast. Mostly, we just want to see that. So he, there was no way we could make this list without him on it. Uh, we'll get to our first hockey player on the list. Hockey players, of course, known for their on the ice fights. So it's very interesting to think about this man and this athlete coming over into the world of MMA. Uh, we've certainly seen a Eastern Soviet bloc influence on MMA already 
So I can already see him, you know, going into the the hills of Dagestan with Khabib's father. Um, but how about Alexander Ovechkin at number two? Yeah, I think Alexander Ovechkin, and some people were left sort of laughing at this this when people threw it out there. Alexander Ovechkin's a good pick for multiple reasons, right? Like, he is Russian. So you got a guy who's, you know, over in the Eastern Bloc. He probably has some sort of combat background. And if he doesn't, well, <laughs> there's plenty of places where he can get it. But also, I mean, if you watched back in April he'd literally knock somebody out on the ice. And, you know, you've seen hockey fights before. They grab the edges of their jerseys. They throw little rabbit punches. Usually somebody takes the other one down and the referee separate. No, 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 no. This dude fucking straight up knocked out Andrei Shvechnikov, who's only 19 years old, which is kind of crazy because Ovechkin's so much older. But, like, he straight up knocked him out cold on the ice and for that i think you know the fact that we got punching power a big tough russian a dude who's been doing it forever so is obviously durable i mean i think he's an interesting pick here well our number one is not only interesting it's uh it's damn sure a solid pick for number one the only question is would be does he know (laughs) mma and I, of course, am talking about number one, Bo Jackson. Yeah, so shout out to uh, uh, Hunter Homstick for throwing out this suggestion because I hadn't even thought about Bo Jackson. I was mostly thinking about modern people. But come on, he's a two-sport crossover athlete who was so damn strong that he did his body harm, right? Like, I've heard some analysis of when he blew out his knee and ended his career that if he wasn't as strong, he would have just fallen down and he wouldn't have kept running and his knee exploded. So, like, the dude was an absolute powerhouse. He was like Herschel Walker to the 30th power, right? Herschel Walker, you know, a two-sport athlete, too, if you count bobsledding. Uh, But, yeah, Bo Jackson, baseball star, football star, giant freak athlete, I mean, like, who wouldn't want to see that in a cage? I'm pretty damn sure if he set his sights on MMA, he would be a goddamn world champion. Not only power, but the speed, uh, the ability to stop on a dime, just cutting ability, so lateral movements as well. Uh, and I hear even as an, in his retirement, he became a hell of an archer or an archist. What would you call that? I Someone think, who shoots arrows. I think archer, but also uh, he's untouchable in Tecmo Super Bowl. So, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing, too. So that's our list. We're sticking to it. Hit us up on our Twitter, at TopTurtleMMA. Let us know if you love the list. Let us know if you hated the list. We're accepting both love and hate feedback. Gumby, there's a UFC this weekend, and uh, rumor has it it features Frankie fucking Edgar against Max Holloway. God darn it. Is that a fun fight? Let's get to our UFC preview. I guess the only question remains, does any company sponsor this UFC 240 preview? And this UFC 240 preview is brought to you by Sheath. Underwear. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code FLOW, F-L-O, for 20% off underwear that changes the underwear game. It has an innovative front pocket so that your cash and prizes stay separate from your body, promoting airflow, reducing chafing, and keeping you fresh while you do whatever physical activity you do. So head on over to sheathunderwear.com and get you some today. So for our UFC 240 preview, I'm going to start by taking Max Holloway over Frankie Edgar in the main event. Holloway is a negative 400 favorite, which is Big, and I'm probably going to stay away from putting money down at those kinds of numbers. But look, his output's good. You know, Frankie Edgar is not as quick as he used to be. And whether or not Max Holloway got beat by Dustin Poirier last time out is sort of irrelevant to me. I'm still taking Max. In the co-main event, I've definitely got to go with uh, Cyborg 
over Felicia Spencer. Cyborg, once again, this is one I'm staying away from. Cyborg betting off at as high as negative 900 on some books, uh, but hovering around negative 700 in most. Felicia Spencer plus 600, 650 in most books. Uh, I, I think maybe there's some value in Felicia Spencer at plus 650-ish, but at that same time, like I'm just trying to stay away from this one because you know Cyborg has proven to be an absolute killer against anybody who's not Amanda Nunes. So I'm sticking with Cyborg, but not something I love to bet on. And then in the third fight, we're going to talk about I like Olivier Aubon Mercier over Armand Sakarian. Uh, I like Olivier Aubon Mercier here as an underdog at plus 170. Uh, Sarukian uh, is the type of guy who's going to try to take him down, but I think I like Aubon Mercier's uh, submission skills. So once again, I like Max. Holloway, Cyborg, and Olivier Aubon Mercier on this UFC 240 card. And that's going to do it for another episode of Top Turtle MMA. We want to thank you, the fans, for listening in each and every week because we could not do what we do without you guys. We also want to thank our sponsors, ADK Fightwear, Sheath Underwear, Sisu Mouthguards, and Maroon Social. Make sure you download the Maroon Social app. Also want to thank Flow Combat for having us on each and every week. They give us the platform to get to your ears. And we want to remind you to check us out on Twitter, at TopTurtleMMA. We got all kinds of fun giveaways, trivia, and other nonsense that you're going to want to make sure that you are following for. I'm Daniel Gumby-Freeland. He's Shockwave Dave Tremonte, and we will see you next week.